welcome to the Queen of Pep Talks podcast. I am the Queen of Pep Talks, Jessica Battle, founder and CEO of Join Jessica XO, where I am a mindset coach who helps women just like you create radical change in their lives. I am obsessed with helping women create the unwavering ability to believe in themselves in order to achieve a life beyond their wildest dreams. Each week, I'll bring you a pep talk that will encourage you to break through your own limiting beliefs and help you develop a mindset that will allow you to show up in your life to the best of your ability. If you're looking to lose your own bullshit excuses, get out of your own way, and grow into your infinite potential, then you're in the right place. Are you with me? Let's get Welcome back to another episode of the Queen of Pep Talks podcast. Oh my goodness, how are you doing today? I hope that you are having an amazing day. I feel like I'm still kind of bringing my energy down from cloud nine. Yesterday we had the Missing Piece Masterclass and it was just wow is really all I can say. It was so, so, so good. If you were there, if you attended, if you caught the replay, Thank you for allowing me to pour into you the way that I did last night, a night I will remember forever. But anyways, today is September 1st, a brand new month, and I'm setting new intentions for this month, and I hope that you are doing the same. I wanted to come here and share with you, September marks a really special month, actually, very, very special month for a number of reasons, and today I'm going to talk to you about the first reason. September marks four years free from binge eating. Oh my goodness. It's so emotional for me because I really did not think it was possible for me to get to this place where I am today. I can so vividly remember so many memories of being consumed by food. And I have very vivid and specific memories of days and times and feelings and who I was with and what I was wearing and what I was hiding and the shame that I felt and the embarrassment that I felt and just all of these things that I truly didn't ever believe I would be able to overcome. And yesterday, before the Missing Peace Masterclass, I was reflecting on If the version of me five years ago that started doing this inner work, if she would have had access to or knew that she had access to someone in a position like me who had overcome this, who I could have conversations with and lean into and be in their energy and learn from and soak up the lessons that they had learned, I think about how my life would have changed far more rapidly than it probably did. And of course, I think sometimes about what my life would be like had I never gone through this. But the truth is, I'm so incredibly grateful that I've gone through all that I have, including the binge eating and the emotional eating and the yo-yo dieting and the self-sabotaging, because I now have the opportunity to share the work that I have done for myself, what I have learned, what I have implemented, the perspective shifts that I have made, I have the opportunity to share that with you. And that is so fucking powerful. And it's so incredible that I get to take 
my life experience and the things that held me back for so long, I get to take them and I get to teach the women in my world how to move through these behaviors and feelings more quickly. That's really the beautiful part about coaching is you get to experience somebody who has been where you are and gone through what you're going through. You get to experience what they have been through, what they have learned in a long period of time. You get to experience it in a shorter version of time. That is collapsing time where what took me five years to learn and implement so that I could create this change. I get to pour into the people in my world in weeks or months together. And that is just, uh, it's so beautiful. Coaching is so beautiful. And it, it makes me so sad that I was so resistant to this for so long, but I'm just so incredibly grateful that I've opened my mind and I've opened my heart to allow myself to have mentors, mentors who don't even know me, mentors who I talk to every single day, but people who have poured into me and who have changed my life And that's so beautiful. And if you're someone who is here loyally listening to the Queen of Pep Talks podcast every week, you too are that type of person who is allowing a mentor or a coach to pour into you. And I'm just so proud of you for being willing to do that and being open to receiving the words and guidance and experience of somebody who has been where you are. So I just want to say thank you for allowing me to pour into you in this way. So today I'm going to be sharing with you how I started freeing myself from binge eating. And it was a long journey. And there's so much, so much that went into it far more than I could ever teach you in a 15 minute podcast. And that's why I've created so many programs and so many masterclasses and so many different levels of mentorship as ways for women to work with me to experience everything. But today I'm going to share with you probably four of the most foundational things that helped me break free from binge eating. And I know that if you are someone who struggles with binge eating or emotional eating, or even yo-yo dieting, these are going to be incredibly impactful for you in your life. If you're willing to not only listen to them, but truly hear them, soak them in, anchor them in and be willing to implement some of this stuff, because that's where the change happens when you learn something and then you go ahead and you take action and you integrate what you have learned in your life. That is where true change happens, right? Okay. So let's talk about it. The first thing that I had to do to break free from binge eating was I had to stop dieting. And this is a concept that I think is very, very hard for most people, because if you're anything like me, you may have the mindset that if there's an issue with my relationship with food, right? If there's something unhealthy around my relationship with food, the solution to that for me for so long was, well, if it feels out of control, then let's control it. And how do we control it? By going on a restrictive diet. And this was my go-to every time that I found myself really in the depths of my emotional eating or my binge eating, where I was really reaching that breaking point of like, this feels so hard and this feels so heavy and I need to do something right now to create change. It was a commitment to another diet. And generally this would be on a Sunday night or a Sunday morning. I would wake up and feel like I'm so sick of myself. I have to start another diet. We're going to start tomorrow. And then Sunday would be full of 
Let's have my last breakfast and my last lunch and my last supper. Let's eat everything now because I'm never going to have these foods again because tomorrow is going to be day one of this diet that I'm going to be committed to because I'm never going back to feeling out of control with my relationship with food. And what I realized over time is that, yes, that was what I continued to to crave to do was to go on this diet because I thought it was going to be the thing that helped. But what I realized was after every single diet, the binges were just getting more intense and my relationship with food was actually suffering more than it was improving. It wasn't improving at all. And I think that there comes a time where we have to be willing to take a look back at the things that we have tried to do in order to create change in our lives. And we have to be willing to say, I've tried this diet. I've tried this diet. I've tried this diet. And they haven't led me to where it is that I want to go. I haven't gotten to a place where I have a healthy relationship with food, where I can eat in a balanced way and I can eat in a moderate way and I can feel really good. I'm not over consuming. I'm not over restricting. We have to be willing to sometimes take a look at the things that we've done and recognize that those things never helped. They've actually led me right here. And that's kind of the conversation that I had to have with myself was like, if dieting has been a part of my journey for this long, and yet I'm still here. Maybe it's not the solution that I need. So I deleted my apps. I got rid of my food scale. I stopped labeling foods as good, bad. I stopped seeing food as a moral issue, and I stopped weighing myself daily. And there's so much more that goes into this, but these are the core things that I really did to allow myself to officially stop dieting. And it was a cold turkey stop for me where it was like, I'm just not doing this anymore. And any time that I had even thought about dieting after that, it immediately led my mind to feelings of binging and emotionally eating. So for me, going on another diet for the rest of my life is a hard no. And there's so much more that I have to say about this. And this is actually exactly what I taught on inside of the Missing Peace Masterclass. I taught the women inside how to master ditching their diet in a way that is going to still allow them to feel so incredible in their lives and allow them to set standards and set guidelines for the way that they show up in their lives without this intentionality in eating less to lose weight. Okay. The second thing that I had to do, and you may have heard me talk about this before in other podcasts or in masterclasses that I've done was I released my desire to know why. As long as I was binge eating, the questions that were on repeat in my mind were, what is wrong with me and why am I like this? And when I got really intentional about choosing to heal my relationship with food, I made a decision that I was no longer going to seek the answer to why. And instead of expending that energy on looking for the why, I was going to expend my time and my energy and my resources around just simply changing the behavior Because I realized I've been wondering why for 15 years and wondering why isn't leading me to creating change. So maybe instead of wondering why and feeling like I need to uncover this deep rooted issue within me, maybe I can just focus my time and my energy and my attention on changing the behavior, the binge eating behavior, the emotional eating behavior, rather than feeling like I need to continue to dig to understand why. And this has been really powerful for me. And it's been really powerful when I share this perspective with my clients, because I encourage you to think about if you're someone who is digging for this, what do you believe that uncovering why is actually going to change? I think oftentimes we believe that 
why when we know is going to give us the solution to changing the behavior. But I, I really believe that if we uncover some deep why, it may just become a really easy excuse to continue to lean into, well, I'm like this because, and I have this really clear excuse available to me. The third thing that I had to do was I had to make peace with my body. I had to really truly accept my body for all that it was. And this is something that has required time and work and consistent effort because I lived the large majority of my life really at war with the body that's carrying me through life and hating certain parts of it and talking down to it and being just really utterly mean to it, saying terrible, terrible things when I would look at myself in the mirror. And it started with having to check my language and not allowing myself to call myself names. Like I never call myself fat ever. I just won't use the word. I'll never tell myself I'm gross or I'm ugly. I don't put myself down, but it's also required me to see myself as more than just my body it is really easy to get caught up in what we look like and forget that there are much bigger parts of us that matter. What about the soul that is living within you and the heart that has compassion and love for others and the mind that is brilliant, right? I had to really learn to recognize that my body does not define my worth as a person. It doesn't define my worth as a human being. It doesn't make me a good person or a bad person, depending on how much I weigh. My body is not me. I'm far bigger than the shell that's carrying me through my life. And this was really, really important because I think if we can't truly make peace with where we are right now, it's really difficult to let go of the desire to restrict our calories to lose weight. All of these things go hand in hand with one another. And if we don't work on all of them, things are going to creep up that really encourage us to go back to the dieting, which then encourages us to go back to the binge eating. So it's really important that you accept yourself for all that you are and know that Improving your relationship with yourself and your body is done through working on improving your relationship with yourself and your body, not through trying to change it and manipulate it. Because many of us know that changing and manipulating your body, it doesn't really actually make you feel very different about yourself. If you pick yourself apart at 300 pounds, you're probably still going to look in the mirror when you're down to 200 pounds and pick yourself apart. And then you're going to tell yourself just another 10 pounds, just another 15 pounds. And yet again, when you get there, it's likely that you'll still be picking yourself apart. So it's really important to fully accept and make peace with where you are right now and know, like anchor this truth in if there's nothing else that you hear in this episode, your body does not define your worth as a person. And the final thing that I want to share with you today. And again, like I said, there's so much more that goes into this, but these are really, they feel like the foundational things for me as a starting place. If I had to tell you, start here. The final thing is that I started caring for myself without an ulterior motive, without an expectation. So if I was to look back on my life prior to really desiring to heal on a deeper level, When I look back, the only reasons that I ever ate healthy, right? The only time that I ever really ate vegetables or ate fruit, the only time that I exercised or included movement in my life, the only time that I intentionally drank more water, 
the only time that I did those things was when I was trying to lose weight. I had an expectation that I do these things and weight loss is the result. But the thing is, we can't lose weight for the rest of our lives. And it's really important that we have this deep desire to just simply care for ourselves for the sake of caring for ourselves without expectation of achieving any result. That doesn't mean that setting goals isn't incredible. And if you have physique goals, if you want to do a fitness competition or bodybuilding or something like that, amazing. Although I do think that some of those things, if you have issues with your relationship with food, they only tend to compound them. It doesn't mean that having goals is bad, but it does mean that there doesn't always need to be an ulterior motive for you to take care of yourself. What if you woke up each day and said, today, I'm going to do the things that simply make me feel good. Today, I'm going to do the things that honor and respect my body, not because I want to achieve weight loss or not because I want to live in a smaller body, but simply because I deserve it, simply because I care about my body, simply because I know these things make me feel good and I want to feel good, simply because I know these things are good for my long-term health and I care about my long-term health. Your health is not defined by the size of your body, but we've kind of been trained to believe that to be true. So, so many of us only take care of ourselves, like all the way take care of ourselves, like wash our faces and brush and floss our teeth and go to the doctor and get our checkups and work out and drink water and eat vegetables and make sure we're getting our protein in like It doesn't have to be with the expectation of of losing weight. It gets to just simply be because you desire to care for yourself because you love yourself and you deserve it. Not because you hate yourself, not because you're punishing yourself, not because you need to change yourself. Again, it goes back to if you fully accepted yourself for who you are, then you do it just for the sake of doing it because you deserve it. Okay. So those would be the foundational places that I would say, if you're really struggling with binge and emotional eating, those would be powerful starting places for you. And, you know, just to remind you the road to lasting change and recovery for me has been very hard. And there were a lot of ups and downs, especially in year one of doing this work where I was trying and I was falling short and I was trying and I saw myself failing and I would do good and I would slip back into an old behavior but it does get easier because you get stronger. And I do believe that it's possible for every single one of us to heal. And the thing is, the awareness is still there. The work is still happening for me. Maybe there will come a day where I don't need to have intentionality around my relationship with food and there won't be any awareness around it. And it's just something that exists. But I don't ask that of myself. I just simply ask, myself to wake up every day and do the things that honor me and allow me to care for myself and allow me to respect myself. And I know that binge and emotional eating is not in alignment with that. It's not, you know, that if you were to choose to care for yourself, you wouldn't be starving yourself and you wouldn't be binge eating. So I want to leave you with this question today. If you were to wake up right now and ask yourself, who would I be today if I just simply cared for, honored, and respected myself? 
And now I want you to go through the rest of your day honoring that truth because you deserve to be a woman who loves and respects and cares for herself and her body. Okay. Freedom is available to you. And I am always here. If you're ready to be supported on this journey, don't ever hesitate to reach out to me, to slide in my DMS, to send me an email, whatever you have to do. I am here to support you anytime that you decide you're ready to be supported in this journey because you don't have to do it alone. You're not alone in this and change is available to you. Okay. I love you so, so much. And I'll talk to you on the next episode. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you were inspired by today's pep talk, be sure to share it with me by leaving a review on iTunes or sending me a message on Instagram so I can keep the encouragement coming your way. If you aren't already following me on social media, make sure you head over to joinjessicaxo on Instagram for even more content that will inspire you to show up in your life to the best of your ability. I love you so, so much, and I cannot wait to connect with you on the next episode. In the meantime, live today with a grateful heart and remember that you're not only worthy, but incredibly capable and deserving of creating the life you desire.